Welcome to Insights for Manufacturing, the podcast that supports the UK manufacturing sector. Hosted by Jeff Beecham, the manufacturer's recruiter. Hello and welcome to another episode of Insights for Manufacturing. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Charlotte Horobin, who is the Regional Director for the Midlands and East of England at Make UK. Welcome to the show, Charlotte. How are you doing today? Morning, Jeff. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. And uh, delighted to be having a chat with you today. Yeah, very welcome. Um, so, crikey, there's so much going on in, you know, UK manufacturing at the moment, both from a an individual business point of view, a, a sort of government policy point of view, support, more headwinds that you could uh, that you could care to mention. So to start off with, could you just give a, a, a sort of brief overview from from a Make UK perspective in terms of the outlook for, for UK manufacturing in, in 2023? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've observed some really peculiar um, activity in, in the economy and, um, of course, the impact that that has on UK manufacturing. So every quarter we speak to our tens of thousands of manufacturers that we've got the benefit of reaching out to um, and get some sentiments around key things like output orders, um, export levels, recruitment intentions, investment intentions. We've done that for nearly 30 years. And yeah. um, probably no surprise to you during the pandemic, we saw some of the, the worst set of results come through. But equally, very quickly, we also saw some of the best sets of kind of balances and, and recovery come through. So although yeah. that was positive to see for a business leader and you know a, a management team, that's incredibly hard to you know keep on top of also. Since 2022, what we've seen, though, is kind of quarter on quarter, a gradual slowing of both output and orders. Things are still positive, but we've got a little bit of a discrepancy where actually the order book is outpacing the ability to deliver on the output. So there is demand there, but actually inflationary pressures, uh, you know, input costs have gone up. The ability to get hold of workforces and and hold on to really good talent is very difficult. And if you've managed to do those things, actually moving goods about um, also equally difficult and um, more costly. I think the big impact there um, has been then pricing. So, uh, we've seen, you know, high balances regarding pricing, but actually what's really painful is then margins are declining. Um, and that's really difficult for manufacturers. Of course, we've got people in um, often quite sophisticated long term contracts. Um, yes. We're part of long international supply chains as well. So when, you know, these volatile prices come through, it's very hard to be able to to pass that on. So we're still in this period where um, manufacturers are still trying to recover those margins. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just going back to, to what you said about the, you know, there's still some huge growth in terms of order books for businesses. I, I've, I've got a couple of clients that are in the same situation, you know, order book is is solid and just going and continuing to sort of, you know, go on an upward trajectory. But then there's the, you know, the, the, the challenges that most people are seeing, you know, you've mentioned them, you know, the skills, uh, getting materials in, in, inflation, costs. It's a real challenge, but I, I think for, for businesses that, you know, I suppose you'd much rather have a, a full order book than struggling to get those orders. So, you know, hopefully some of these challenges will subside uh, somewhat, if not, um, you know, in, in a major way as, as the year sort of develops. But um, it is a challenge. So um, from, a, from a sort of positive perspective yeah. what opportunity what are the main opportunities for uk manufacturing currently 
Well, I think um, if we look for the, the year ahead, um, I've had the benefit of meeting about 90 to 100 man managing directors, chief execs um, as part of our kind of uh, regional connectivity. Um, and they were really bullish, actually. Um, there was yeah. an appetite that 23 could be better than 22. Um, and one soundbite, I remember one business leader said, you know what, we've grown by X amount, but I absolutely refuse to believe that there's not more for us to go after. So I think it's really great to see that there seems to be this attitude that if we listen to the media too much, we could almost talk ourselves into a recession. And most yeah. of the manufacturers that I'm speaking to, you know, say hands up, things are difficult, but these are the great things we're going to do. Um, I think there's great opportunities for manufacturing to be seen as the solution and not the challenge to create, um, you know, new products and new technologies. Um, and develop new business models so that we can have a, a more sustainable world moving forward. So we're really yeah. keen to make sure that our manufacturers, you know, it's not just about them making sure that their operations are, are greener and more efficient, but actually producing you know, those technologies that could benefit economies all around the world. Um, I think there's great appetite to train and develop um, the existing workforce, but also to continue to invest um, in the next generation. And I think also COVID-19 taught a lot of our manufacturers um, to be perhaps a little bit more diverse and, and open their minds as to what it is that they do. So rather than, you know, saying we bend tubes for the aerospace sector um, and they're only going to go to customer X, Y and Z. I think during COVID-19, there was this real kind of mindset of, OK, what are my capabilities yeah. You know, we're able to do this capability for a number of sectors and we want to make sure that we're sending those goods all around the world because we mustn't forget you know, manufacturing um, produces over half of the UK exports are really important yeah. to bring kind of true wealth back to the country. Absolutely. And uh, I, I suppose, yeah, there are there are quite a few businesses out there that tend to mainly supply an industry sector or most of you know most of their work is say for aerospace or automotive whatever it might be which is great you know you, you do build up that sort of expertise and the, their customers love that but i think if if you know more businesses were a little bit more diverse it certainly avoids some of those not necessarily peaks and troughs so i mean typically you know if if anything's going to happen it's a total drop off isn't it you know it's um automotive is usually full on until there's an issue and then it's everything just goes uh goes goes pear shaped it's just so so quiet so uh that little bit of you know having not all of your eggs in one or two baskets is probably a sensible business model but that you know that doesn't suit some leaders right. and they you know they'll they'll choose to do what they do but <laughs> uh just going back to what you said as well about the you know the we've we've got a great base here for for tech and innovation one one of the things that you know i'd like to see more of is some of the businesses that are inventing and designing new tech in certain aspects that then goes it just goes to abroad straight away for manufacture whereas you know so we're coming up with this fantastic ip and then it's being made somewhere else i think that's a shame you know uh great british products Yes, a lot of them are, are engineered and designed here in the UK, but, you know, I'd love to see a more sustained effort to, to actually make stuff here as well. I, I was at the festive networking event in, in Birmingham with, with Make UK in December, and I recall Stephen Phipson 
um, giving a you know a brief overview. And and what I liked about what he said was that it was sort of it was very balanced. It was you know obviously recognizing the hard work that's going in uh, to UK manufacturing and all the great work that Make UK does. But then there was you know a clear message that you know. 2023 is going to be a challenge and I think that's the reality isn't it you know there's there's a lot of positivity within the sector and I myself you know I'm always following and and you know supporting other people posting on LinkedIn for example with with the great stuff that's happening but also with that uh that tinge of reality that you know it's not all a bed of roses and for every you know 10 good stories there, there's going to be a couple of not not so good ones and i think we've just all got to keep our eyes open haven't we so tell me a bit about the the national awards that have recently taken place charlotte we've just had our national gala dinner so this is where all of our regional award winners come together and we find out who tops the pops nationally um and i, I think it's fair to say actually it was a, an east midlands manufacturing business swift tool precision uh, engineering limited in nottinghamshire who absolutely yep. stole the show so uh, developing people awards they were the champion sme of the year but actually took home the biggie in terms of manufacturer of the year and i had the benefit of sat with um sam and stuart hanley um who you know drive the business forward to, together and their superb team um and what an amazing night but you know there was awards handed out for various disciplines to a, a number of really awesome manufacturers but also some really quite spectacular apprentices as well when they went up and you know produced their kind of thank you speech we were all really blown away and probably feeling a little bit inferior as well um but we're just about to now head into our national conference so you know it never stands still at make uk that's one thing for sure so um on the 7th of March, we'll be heading to the QE2 Conference Centre in Westminster, just around the corner from um, our lovely headquarters, Broadway House. Um, and we've got a spectacular lineup. So uh, Steph McGovern, who is a, a pass uh, really passionate um, ambassador for the sector, will be steering us through our agenda. Stephen will be kicking off the show. So Stephen Phipps, our chief executive, will you know, provide his fascinating insights as to um, his high level engagement with government, but also what he's hearing when he's speaking to various manufacturers up and down the country. Um, and he's always actively out and about seeing our members. Um, but then we've got, you know, a, a real balance of industry big hitters and also political big hitters. We'll have the rest is politics duo, uh, Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart um, doing a, a session in the morning, which will be absolutely fabulous. Um, so we're delighted that they're supporting the event. We'll have the Shadow Chancellor, uh, Rachel Rees, who I've had the benefit of taking around our Apprentice Centre in Birmingham. Um, so great to see Rachel's support for the event. Um, but then we've also got some breakout sessions focusing on uh, digitalising to decarbonize we're talking about international trade we're focusing on talent we'll have um you know representatives from businesses like lush bath bombs uh we'll have uh, my energy you know a, a six-year-old business that now employs 400 people producing um technology that will again drive sustainability and, and better use and management of energy in, in uk homes we've got uh wool cool they make packaging out of wool so you know some yeah. really really amazing uh businesses and then in the evening we'll head to our manufacturing dinner where we've got a uh, political commentator beth rigby uh speaking at that event so really looking forward to it and then the next day it happens to be the 8th of march which is international women's day so i'm yes. really uh, proud that we're going to be bringing together about 65 
um, of our leaders from across the manufacturing sector to really champion, um, you know, equality, diversity in the sector. Brilliant. Sounds like a, a packed and exciting uh, schedule there. So on to National Manufacturing Day. For anybody that's not aware of this and hasn't been involved in this in the past, what is it and, and what's planned? How can businesses get involved, Charlotte? So I think it's worthwhile just reflecting on the backdrop um, time and time again. I'm sure anybody that's listening to um, this podcast um, and anyone that's been involved in any sort of manufacturing forum, the big old issue of school engagement, skills, the, the sector's not seen as you know attractive to the next generation comes up time and time again. And how do we make sure that people see manufacturing as a really rewarding um, you know, well-paid, productive career with really great, exciting opportunities. Yeah, um, Jeff, I'm sure you know that better than um, you know better than anyone. So, in the US, we we work with our kind of sister organisation, the National Association um, for Manufacturing, and for a number of years, they've held a really successful um, manufacturing day where they get factories to you know embrace their local community, throw open their doors, raise awareness of the sector. Um, and Make UK has been talking to its members for a, a number of years to say, you know, what do you think about this concept? Do you think we should, you know, motor it forwards? And you know, let's be fair, unless our members want to to back this, um, that's where we get our mandate. We got yeah. nearly 100 percent of people saying, you know, hands down, this is what we need to do. At the time, it was COVID. So school engagement and opening factories really wasn't a possibility. But as soon as, um, you know, those restrictions moved away. Last year, we ran the inaugural National Manufacturing Day. So um, in July, we opened a number of factories up and down the country, you know, people making lifeboats, bath bombs, parts for Formula One, aerospace, you name it. It was really, really cool. Yeah. So we, you know, great success, but we just want to build on that year and year and year and make sure that this becomes, you know, a heartbeat that every school, every college, every university looks forward to this day in the year. So the 28th of September 2023 will be National Manufacturing Day. Um, we're asking all of our factories, all of our universities, our colleges, our schools, get involved. Please think about throwing open your doors in whatever way you see fit for some yeah. factories. That might just be, you know, for some production sites, that's about maybe inviting family and friends in to see what mum, dad, uncle, auntie do um, during the day. For some, it's a barbecue outside, but also we've got manufacturers that come together um, and, you know, almost as a consortium are reaching out to local schools to say, look, this is what's happening in your local community. Come and visit us, come and you know, talk about an apprenticeship or um, where you might want to come and work when you've graduated from university. Oh, that's wonderful. And, you know, I, I love the the notion of, you know, uh, employees taking their, taking their kids along, you know, and, and introduce them to what, to what mum and dad do. That's a, that's a great way of getting, uh, getting kids involved. So I guess there are some people that, you know, maybe depending on how old the, the, the children are, but some would be, you know, put off by what whatever it is their parents do, whether they work in a bank or whether they work in a, in a factory, you know, they're, they're just a little bit more, they want to do their own thing and uh, want to make up their own minds. But I think a lot of kids at, at a young enough age, certainly sort of primary school and early, early doors of secondary school, um, I think it's great for families, for, for the kids to know what their parents do as well. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, a great way of, you know, sort of learning about what your parents do, how important it is for them to go to work. And, it, you know, the, the impact that their parents are having 
on the wider community and society through through their work. So it's it's a win win for everybody. Brilliant. Absolutely. So, and the date for that is September the twenty eighth. Did you 28th, say twenty eighth? Correct. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, any listeners get that date in your diary? Um, now, what what about leveling up, Charlotte? Um, I know you know it was a huge part of policy uh, for the you know the well, I say the current government, but the yeah the current party in government. What what are you seeing throughout the various Make UK regions in terms of you know those leveling up plans uh, sort of coming to fruition, and you know the the real impact for businesses and and communities in in those areas? I think it might be a little early to say at the moment what the, you know, the outcomes are likely to be. Um, But, you know, fascinating to see areas like the, you know, the West Midlands Combined Authority being successful in, um, you know, the Innovation Accelerator uh, bid. and, And, you know, that will start to grow arms and legs as to what that really means and what the opportunities are for businesses um, in the West Midlands. I think it's really important to reflect that manufacturers obviously lay down, you know, bricks and mortar. They really invest into a place for the long term. So that's why manufacturing is so important to local economies, because they tend to be businesses that, you know, stay there for a long time and want to make sure that their workforce have got, you know, affordable and, and nice housing, um, yeah. a beautiful place to live, a good high street to, to go and shop and, you know, somewhere that generally people um, are happy. So we mustn't lose sight on why manufacturing is so important um, to local place. I think we've got to, um, you know, make sure that levelling up doesn't sort of ch- channel activity to other areas and we almost push the problem elsewhere because you know I've got members in in various counties that will say well hang on a minute you know money's going out of London but it's going to these cities and and what about me I'm a a rural business so I think we've got to make sure that this is truly you know leveling up and not just leveling across yeah yeah and like you say it's it's going to take quite a while for for this whole policy to um to be realised in it, in its entirety. Thanks, thanks for sharing that uh, that feedback, Charlotte. Now, uh, I wanted to talk briefly about apprenticeships. Um, I know Make UK have got a fantastic uh, facility and and uh, you know support mechanism for UK manufacturing and engineering businesses. I've been around your your Birmingham Technology Hub a couple of times. It's really really impressive. Impre- apprenticeships are so important, aren't they, for us to you know, grow the next generation of skills. But I think, you know, we've had a, a, a few issues around the sort of apprenticeship levy when that was introduced and uh, different companies will have their own sort of um, uh, opinions on that. But but in principle, apprenticeships must be the way forward, mustn't they? For, for you know, for, for the sustainability of UK manufacturing in terms of keeping those skills, you know, at the forefront. Uh, and it also enables, you know, future innovation because, you know, each generation will bring with it a, a little bit of it of its own thinking, a little bit of its own creativity. But can you, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what makes the, the Make UK apprenticeships such a draw for, you know, businesses and, and young learners as well? Yeah, so... Yeah, and it, I, I always think it's fascinating to think about how we, we got to where we are. So, you know, we're a 130-year-old um, organisation, which is not-for-profit. It's owned by its members. And for those 130 years, has listened to the sector, um, engaged government to make sure that the views were heard and the right things were done where possible for the best business um, environment. 
but more often than not, actually where advice, support and pragmatic, um, you know, deployment was required, we, we've gone over, you know, to be able to support manufacturers in that way. So it's no surprise that skills is the biggest issue constantly when we talk to our members, you know, strip whatever geopolitical kind of crisis of the day is there away. It always comes back to having um, those talented people. And that's why we've been really proud to invest in a world class um, training hub uh, over in Birmingham, where, yes, we're supporting a, a number of uh, local manufacturing businesses. But actually, this is a really great place for manufacturers who want to um, train consistently at the highest standards you know we do support learners from all over the country if you've got you know a number of facilities yep. actually it's a really great place and we offer um kind of a residential model to support the learners that way it's a really great place to get that kind of consistent level um of training i think whilst we saw a modest increase in um, apprenticeship starts last year because of course we saw um, quite a challenge during COVID-19 yeah we mustn't forget that actually engineering manufacturing related apprenticeship starts are nine percent down on 2014-2015 and and if you mm. look at the data um, of apprenticeship starts and when the levy comes in I'm afraid it doesn't make for great reading there's been 3.3 billion pounds of unspent levy go back to the treasury since 2019 and this isn't because there is a lack of appetite but the system is just too rigid and not quite fit um, for what many of our manufacturers um, really need the great news though is even though there are those challenges 53 percent of our members recruited an apprentice in the last 12 months and just over half plan to do uh, so in the next 12 months but imagine if we could get that that system you know really effective what that could mean um, and you're quite right, you know, whilst we, we do need graduates and we do need the existing workforce, actually, most of our manufacturers say we need these you know, technically minded people coming um, into our business. That's where the gaps are really, really telling. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I suppose aside from, you know, apprentices and, uh, you know, getting, you know, en engineering grads in, into industry, there's also you know, a, a fairly big trend for businesses now to do more upskilling, uh, you know, with existing staff. And certainly from a, you know, from my perspective as a, as a, as a recruiter, um, you know, it, it, it can only help retention of, of, of great people. You know, it, it's important to not just train people, but keep them in the business. Um, so, you know, long may that continue as well. Yeah, of course, we've had um, big pressures and they're still looming, aren't they, in the economy around um, pay and, you know, businesses need to be sustainable. The, the checkbook can only stretch so far. So whilst yeah. I'm, I'm sure many manufacturers would, you know, love to be able to to offer the kinds of settlements um, that people, you know, desire actually to be sustainable, there is that kind of middle ground. However, what we are seeing is that, you know, training, development, succession planning really kind of, you know, is a strong route for our manufacturers to be able to retain um, their talent, but also develop, you know, that next generation coming through. So we're also talking to a number of universities and a, a number of training providers who, again, are, are looking at where are the gaps, perhaps where could we offer a degree apprenticeship to be able to uh, again make sure that businesses are able to retain yet develop their really talented folks yeah absolutely it's so so important okay um so membership Let, let's talk about uh membership as you say 
Make UK or it used to be used to be called EEF, didn't it? You know, Correct, yeah. a long tradition, a long successful tradition of, of helping manufacturing and engineering businesses. It's a membership organization. So just let me understand the the, the sort of current sort of levels of membership. And are, are you seeing um, an ongoing growth of, of more businesses, you know, joining Make UK? Um, what, could you give just a, a brief overview as, as to how that, you know, what, what are the sort of trends and, um, yeah. you know, what are some of the key benefits? Absolutely. And um, it's been, again, fascinating during COVID-19, our membership has just boomed. Um, I think for for those manufacturers that really wanted to support their sector, they really wanted to be part of a community, they wanted to have their voice heard, um, and also to be able to, you know, lean on their peers. If you're a manufacturing leader, it can be quite lonely sometimes. So I think during COVID-19 and then, you know, some of the, the strife that EU exit brought, that really kind of gave people the mindset of wanting to be part of something bigger. So, you know, for 130 years, as you say, we were originally the Engineering Employers Federation, but, you know, just a few years ago, decided to rebrand to Make UK to be a vibrant, modern, representative body um, on behalf of manufacturers. And today, you know, we're the national body representing over 23,000 manufacturers of all shapes and sizes. So we've got people making uh, ladies' undergarments, flapjacks, parts for Formula One. Um, so it's a really amazing community. Um, I think most of um, our contacts tend to want to be, you know, part of that group. They want to go on industrial tourism uh, visits. They want to go march around factories and, and steal with pride. And I think that's the fascinating thing about our community is you're able to put a food and drink manufacturer with an automotive manufacturer. There's no fear of competition, but they've probably got very similar challenges and they yeah. can you know, share those lessons learned. So it really is about that kind of uh, access to events, access to a community, being able to you know, reach into industry insight and, and plan and strategize for the future better. But also, you know, it's about reducing costs as well and, and using Make UK's buying power on behalf of its um, community to, to help our members do things quickly, um, efficiently and, and with trusted partners. So um, for us, it's always about those people that really want to see the sector thrive. They tend to just get it um, and, and want to be part of the club. <clears throat> we do a huge amount of connecting um to you know funding to universities to catapult centers so it's our job to be curious on behalf of our members in the background though um those that have been familiar with kind of the old eef brand will know that we're also one of the largest employment law firms in the country so we do provide a lot of people support if people wish to to do that um yep. health safety sustainability we want to make sure that the sector is safe that we're also making sure that those skills are are there for you know green uh, business practices moving forwards, you know, cybersecurity. So kind of everything that you need as a, a manufacturer to, to keep competitive and, and to keep moving forwards. Brilliant. A great range of uh, a great range of services uh, for your members. You did uh, you did mention sort of partners. I know you've got a number of affiliate partners that work with Make UK for, for your members. Can, can you just give a, a very brief sort of overview as to that range of services? I, I know there are certain um you know insurance companies and you know but you know typically service providers what what can you just name a few of those uh, yeah. key, key organizations or you know the the what the work that they do yeah so um 
we work with two different communities actually so we've got our affiliate partnerships um so make uk is very lucky we're we're part of what's known as the b5 the five largest business representative organizations um, in the country that gives us the ability to go in at the highest levels of government but also um, we do uh, represent businesses views regionally and locally as well as part of that kind of community you've then probably got about 1300 1400 trade associations in the country um, and we represent um, and we partner and work very collaboratively with around about 70 so regional networks uh, regional trade associations and national trade associations within the manufacturing and engineering discipline so you know we don't profess to be the experts about everything there will be technical regulations that you know it's not really make uk's bag but yeah. it's our role to make sure that those trade associations that get this very specific intelligence that we can work together to ensure that those issues you know are raised at the highest levels um of government so that's an amazing collaborative community we also have our advantage partners um, where we are supporting our members to, you know, procure energy, to be able to plan for uh, their net zero strategy for the future, to ensure that they're taking advantage of their R&D tax credits, that they're looking after their people with things like health cash plans and, and employee yeah. discounts um, and, you know, things like insurance. It feels you know, sometimes quite a serious topic, but boy, if you've not got that correct and you're not seeking the right expert advice, that can be really costly you know if a business burns down it's very rare that it's able to kind of you know phoenix from the ashes forgive yeah. the pun but again you know really sage advice at the moment if you have got a much larger inventory have you got that insured appropriately so you know we're really proud to be able to to partner with um howden and have done for many number of years now they're our longest standing partner uh to ensure that our businesses are protected insured appropriately yeah Brilliant. So, uh, wow, what a what a fantastic range of uh, of support for uh, for manufacturing and engineering businesses. So, I, I'd highly recommend for any any businesses out there that aren't or haven't considered, you know, being a member of Make UK, get on their website, makeuk.org. You know, there's a fantastic range of support services there. Um, you know, get the relevant information. There's always people there to talk to. Who who would be the the, the main sort of point of contacts? You know, in an initial reach out uh to make uk in terms of potential membership charlotte uh, as you say jeff head to the website and then um our amazing team will ensure you're connected to your relevant uh, regional director or, or regional membership manager uh, we've got a, a brilliant set of colleagues up and down the country um and it's our job yes we're a national organization but we really understand our regions and our local place um and we're a really friendly lovely bunch that just love um, manufacturing <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, it's, it's been a fascinating uh, uh, talk today, Charlotte. Thank you so much for coming on. I've just got one more question for you. Um, what other Make UK events have you got planned during 2023? Um, if anyone's been tracking my LinkedIn recently, you will see we are all over the place. So, you know, as I say, the biggie right now is um, National Conference. We'll be really looking forward to that. We're opening up Iconsys in Telford. Um, again, oversubscribed, fully booked, I'm afraid, folks. So it really does show why you need to be in it to win it. Um, but we'll be heading to the Bristol Robotics Laboratory um, in April. We'll be looking forward to our national awards reopening. So please, manufacturers, make sure that you're, um, you know, recognising the efforts of your team and your business 
Um, but then there's always, yeah, loads of activity going on. I think we're opening another three factories up in, in March alone, Jeff. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. And thank you for, A, supporting the sector, but B, your very kind invite today. Uh, you're very welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. So uh, that wraps up today's episode. I hope the listeners and, and viewers of the podcast uh, will enjoy this discussion. I'm sure they will. Thanks again to Charlotte Horobin from Make UK. Thank you for listening and look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing. See you next time and bye-bye.